Hi, I'm Sonia, an underpaid, overdressed, over-the-top graduate of the Neil and Sylvia Young School of Theatrics. Tonight's show comes from a cave in Warren County, Kentucky, the very buckle of the Bible Belt. But, oh, I've said too much. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Thank you, Sonia. It's lovely to be back. This is our Christmas 2015 show, and I love the Christmas show more than any other show we do during the year because I'm a Christmas jolly Santa kind of guy. Anyway, we started off there with our theme and Sonia, and we're going to jump just jump right into something. This is uh, Louis Armstrong. I remember one of the, uh, the Marsalis brothers said, it's not Louis Armstrong, it's Louis Armstrong. Show some respect. We'll show you some respect. This is Louis Armstrong doing his, one of his several Christmas songs. This is called, Is That You, Santa Claus? you Santa Claus Gifts I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing but I pause because hang in my stocking I can hear knocking is that you Santa Claus sure is dark out ain't the slightest spark out on my clacking jaw Who's there? Who is it? Uh, stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Are you bringing a prison for me? Something pleasantly pleasant for me Then it's just what I've been waiting for Would you mind slipping it under the door? Old winds are howling Oh, could that be growling? My legs feel like stars. Yeah, my, my, oh, me, my. Kindly will you reply? Is that you, Santa Claus? Yes, hang in the stocking. I can hear a knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Stop for a visit. Is that you, Santa Claus? Oh, there's Santa, you gave me a scare. Now stop teasing, cause I know you're there. Oh, we don't believe in no goblins today. But I can't explain why I'm shaking that way. Then I can see old Santa in the keyhole. I'll get to the cause. One peek and I'll try there. Oh, oh, there's an eye there. Is that you, Santa Claus? Please, please, I plead to my knees. Say that's you, Santa Claus. A lot of people say Louis Armstrong is one of the four great original, four or five great original voices of American music. Certainly, Louis Armstrong has to be in in that top five. I mean, you could throw in Duke Ellington, and uh, I think some people would say Presley, believe it or not. And I think Bill Monroe, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys, Bluegrass fame. I think he's clearly, clearly one of them. And then, of course, maybe John Philip Sousa, throw him in there. But certainly one of the top four or five names all time of American music, the great Louis Armstrong from New Orleans, Louisiana, soon to be uh, uh, featured in a new book by, of all people, Billy Bragg, who's writing a book on the musicology of the uh, 20th century, late 20th century. Now, that song I first heard after Armstrong died. He died around 74, wasn't it? And uh, I heard it in 77 on a Christmas album, and I didn't realize it was from uh, years and years before. I knew it was from several years before because Armstrong had been dead that long, but I didn't realize what it was. And then years and years later, I was watching Saturday Night Live, the American Saturday Night Live satirical show on NBC, not the British one that they had for a while in the 80s. And David Johansson, ex-lead singer of the New York Dolls, in his Buster Poindexter guys, was doing the song, Is That You, Santa Claus? And that made me laugh. And years later, I went to a Brian Setzer gig around Christmas time, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, and the great rockabilly guitarist, ex-Stray Cat, tore into Is That You, Santa Claus? And I'm told Garth Brooks does a cover of it. 
Now, I don't know a lot about Garth Brooks, but I wish him well. And if he does a cover of that song, he must be a pretty groovy and hip guy. So full marks to Garth Brooks. This next song keeps with our jazz theme, and this is by another jazz trumpeter, another great African-American voice of American music. And this is a guy that uh, loved Louis Armstrong as a young man and then went his complete own way, and music, musically speaking. And like Picasso, has five distinct eras of his career. Ladies and gentlemen, doing a Christmas song. Yes, a Christmas song. This is Miles Davis. Mary. Christmas. I hope you have a white one, but for me it's blue. Blue Christmas. That's the way you see it when you're feeling blue. Blue Xmas. When you're blue at Christmas time, you see right through all the waste, all the sham, all the haste, and plain old bad taste. Sidewalks and Claus's are much, much, much too thin. They're wearing fancy rented costumes, false beards, and big fat phony grins. And nearly everybody's standing around holding out their empty hand our tin cup. Gimme, 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 fill my stocking up all the way up. It's a time when the greedy give a dime to the needy. Blue Christmas. All the paper tinsel and the faldy raw Blue Xmas People trading gifts that matter not at all What I call faldy raw bitter gall Faldy raw Lots of hungry homeless children in your own backyards While you're very, very busy addressing 20 zillion Christmas cards Now Yuletide is the season to receive and owe to give and ah to share But all you December do-gooders rush around and rant and rave and loudly blare Merry Christmas I hope yours is a bright one but for me it's Uh-huh. Columbia Records knew what they had in Miles Davis. They knew that they had a musical genius. And they knew they had a tough guy to deal with. Not a pleasant fellow at all times, Miles Davis. Uh, he'd gone under the spell of Louis Armstrong, been inspired to pick up a horn, gone through the whole uh, Clifford Brown thing, had, had, had played with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, another great uh, trumpeter that he loved, Dizzy Gillespie, and had gone out of his the bebop thing into his own bag. And uh, one of the things about Miles Davis is besides a great talent and a very mercurial guy and a guy who had his uh, demons and a great one of America's great womanizers of the jazz field, Miles, uh, I'll say it, he had a chip in his shoulder. And one of the things that he had a chip in his shoulder about is he knew how good he was. He was a style icon besides all the other stuff I just said. I mean, people really dug Miles and wanted to be Miles. All the hip cats, daddy-o, as Johnny Depp says. And uh, Miles knew he should be selling more records. So CBS, I think it was Goddard Liebertson, came up with the idea in 61 or early 62, said, look, we're putting out a compilation of, uh, Christmas, of our artists doing Christmas songs, Miles, and you have a song on there, and it'll go to suburban middle America, and it'll get you some, uh, some notoriety and some notice, and your profile will be higher, and you know maybe we'll sell some more records next time around. So like the Drifters and their immortal version of White Christmas, the R&B band, the Drifters, are you guys hip to this one? Miles cut a Christmas song called Blue Xmas, not Blue Christmas, Blue Xmas. That was, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's, it's pretty harsh. It's, it's pretty tough. That was recorded uh, in uh, summer 62. That's the great Willie Correa on congas. Wayne Shorter, no less, on tenor sax. Miles, funny enough, is playing uh, trumpet. I know that. Uh, Gil Evans was in the band at that time. I believe he did the arrangement. The singer 
is a guy that wasn't with Miles, but was a friend of Miles and, and had done some gigs with him. A, a guy named Bob DeRoe. That's not Miles singing. It's a guy named Bob DeRoe. Came out in time on a Christmas holiday LP for Christmas 62 on the Columbia label. And it's been a cult favorite ever, ever since. The full title is Blue Xmas, brackets, or parentheses, as we say in North America, to who it may concern, end brackets, end parentheses. So that's the great man. And I, he is a great man, Miles Davis. I was once in the record industry, just like Miles Davis, and I got a lot of free CDs, and I got some free Christmas CDs with some odd beat, offbeat songs on there, some odd titles. This is one of them that I love to pieces from Athens, Georgia in the 1980s. This is R.E.M. with Michael Stipe out front doing a beautiful version of Toyland. Toyland, Toyland, dear little girl and boy land, while you dwell within it, you are ever happy then. Childhood's Joyland, mystic and Paper? Oh, this is Stipe Giggle just there at the end. That's lovely. They hear that paper shuffling. That's me trying to find out what year this came out. I think Rick Gershon or maybe Bob Marilis sent this to me from the uh, Warner Brothers Burbank, California office when I was living in West Hollywood, California. Warner Chapel Music wishes you and your family a joyous holiday season. Keeping with the holiday spirit, we've made a donation in your name to the following charities. Greenpeace, the LA Mission, that's the for the guys downtown, alcoholics downtown. Neil Bogart Memorial Laboratories and Sickle Cell Anemia Research Foundation. Anyway, there's a lot of great tracks on that. And that was R.E.M. doing Toyland, Toyland, although it's just listed as Toyland Singular on the cover. But I want to send that out one to the very proud of Athens, Georgia. My main man, Burtis Downs, who's still, uh, Burtis Downs the fourth, who's still running the REM office in Athens, Georgia. Burtis, brother, that is for you. Next up, and can your heart stand it? This, this is something really interesting. When the Beach Boys made Holland and the singles that came out after the Holland album in 73, nothing happened for years. Now, this is before people start taking years and years off of their career. This is a 60s band that was used to putting out three or four LPs a year. And they were doing, you know, making this great comeback in the early 70s after being completely dead in the water in 69, 70. There was a time, and I think it was December 69, the Beach Boys could not sell out the Whiskey A Go-Go on the Sunset Strip. True story. So they're making this slow comeback in America. And in 74, that uh, double L uh, compilation came out, Endless Summer, which just sent them through the roof. But they're slowly making this comeback in America with wonderful albums like Sunflower and Surf's Up. The Holland album comes out, and then nothing for over three years. Nothing. Oh, compilations came out. Repackaging of old records came out. The only record that came out in that time was, I believe, it was Christmas 1975. A Child of Winter came out. One song, one Beach Boys song. The flip side was a different version of Al Jardine's Susie Cincinnati song. So it wasn't a new song. The only Beach Boys song for over three years that was new that the public could buy was this Christmas song that Brian did called Child of Winter. He got uh, a bee in his bonnet and, and left the bedroom and did he did most of the work here, although there's other voices of the band, but Brian did most of the work here. And... Uh, it was the only song between Holland and 15 Big Ones, which came out in 1976, a, th a three-year span, as I said, I believe I've said two times. It's a Brian Wilson tour de force. It's a Christmas song. It was their only new song for almost four years. And to make matters worse, 
It came out December 26th. Yes, it came out December 26th, what the Brits call Boxing Day. Go figure that. But it's been reissued several times now that the Beach Boys are anthologizing so much of their career. A wonderful Brian Wilson song. Here it is. Child of Winter. A child of winter. A child of the snow. I'm making a snowball that someone will throw. I'm making a snowman with a charcoal for the eyes. A scarf draped in red and a derby on his head. Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen, all his reindeer, rolling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all his merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. The evening of Christmas. And the snow covers all Trees are decorated with tinsel and pine Mama's in the kitchen making cookies and bread The children are hungry, they're waiting to be fed A child of Christmas A child of snow A wonderful feeling Underneath the mistletoe Christmas is a joyous time of year. For an underprivileged child, this isn't always true. This is Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Alan, Michael, Carl, Brian, and myself would like to ask all of you to join in with us in donating a toy to an underprivileged children organization so they too might possibly share in a very, very happy Christmas this year. Thank you. That's the great Dennis Wilson, the late Dennis Wilson, Brian's brother. Uh, I've only spent time with, with, with two Beach Boys. How about for that for a little name dropping? I've been in the studio with Brian. I've met him several times. He has no idea who I am. Each time I introduce myself, he has no idea whatsoever. And Dennis, I used to see in the Venice Beach area of California. And as far as I, and then I saw him in the Sunset Strip a couple of times. Anyway, as far as I can tell, Dennis was a classic example of a great, great alpha male, outgoing, extroverted guy who, when he drank, he had a personality shift. And I'll leave it at that, because I don't, I don't know this, that, that story intimately, but what a great guy. Dennis Wilson doing a very heartfelt Christmas message, public service announcement for the Beach Boys. It's a big tradition in America. You bring a canned good or a toy, and you take it to a central place in your, in your town or your city, and it's distributed on Christmas morning to the needy families out there. So next, moving right along, is something that the Wilsons would have admired a great deal. Everybody in rock and roll probably knows the story of Phil Spector, the tragic man. And everybody probably knows his greatest work is, of course, the Phil Spector's uh, 
Chris, a Christmas Gift for You, which was recorded in 1963. Yes, Phil Spector's greatest work may not be the, the Ronette sing to do Ron Ron or what have you. It may well be A Christmas Gift for You, which came out in 1963. The problem was, while he recorded it in September and October and it was finished, recorded at Gold Star Studios in Hollywood, down there on Santa Monica and Vine, which is now a strip mall. Yep, Gold Star Studios is torn down, it's now a strip mall. It came out November 22nd, 1963, whose sad anniversary we've just had. And of course, that's the day Kennedy was shot. The President Kennedy was shot. So no one wanted to buy a rock and roll record. It was originally called A Christmas Gift for You from Philly's Records. It was retitled A Christmas Gift for You by uh, Phil Spector. It's uh, when it came out on Apple Records. Apple put it out in 1972 with different cover art. There's a photograph of Phil dressed as a heavily bearded Santa Claus wearing a back to mono button. And uh, that year, it didn't sell beans in 63 because the country was mourning that Christmas season, mourning the loss of their leader. But that year in 72, it got up to number six on Billboard's very special Christmas records album uh, chart. And it deserved it. Uh, it's been voted the 142nd greatest album of all time by Rolling Stone. So you can't beat that. It's a Brian Wilson favorite. It's a Sid Griffin favorite. Here are the Ronettes. Now you don't tell me Springsteen hasn't heard this one. This is one called Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. great the Ronettes Ronnie Ronette Ronnie Spector is out now in the States and is coming to the UK doing the Ronettes greatest hits do not miss that show boom moving right along this is the only Christmas record I've ever made and it's the only Christmas record it's the only long riders record says he correcting himself ever played by the late John Peel John Peel did not like the long riders his loss. But he did play this song every Christmas for years and years on end. This one long writer's song he liked. Here it is, largely written by Stephen McCarthy with a little bit of it written by Sid Griffin. This is Christmas in New Zealand from 1985. Yes, I miss the snowflakes covering the trees. 
Sure I smell the dumplings which warm you in the freeze Although I'm sitting safe and warm, my nights are cold and blue It's Christmas in New Zealand, I'm down under without you Christmas in New Zealand, I'm down under without you Fifteen thousand miles away, I can't believe it's true The Maoris have the table set, roast beef hold the bone I'm starting to feel sad and yet we're a nuclear free zone Greenpeace couldn't park their boat, the rugby team got drunk Santa seems so far away, I feel just like a monk Now I don't mean to put the people down of this here place I just want my Christmas balls hanging in their place Now I've got a funny feeling It's Christmas in New Zealand
That's uh, uh, root. What is it called? What do Los Lobos call that? They call it Rudolph the Manic Reindeer. It's from a 1990 promo only album I got uh, from the Album Network guys. They sent it to me. It's called Christmas CD Tune Up. I don't know what that means, but it's from 1990. Los Lobos are on it with that track. I really love the track. Before it, of course, was the Long Riders doing their thing, doing Christmas in New Zealand. And. Um, Los Lobos have a new album out now. They have a wonderful book out called uh, Shades of Blue by, uh, or is it Shadows in Blue? I should have looked this up. Anyway, it's by Chris Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. It's the only Los Lobos history biography of the band out there in the marketplace. You should check it out. We will move right along from this wonderful uh, L.A. thing of Long Riders and Los Lobos to Mel Blanc. This is the guy that, uh, or Mel Blanc, as some people say, but I thought it was pronounced Blanc. This is the guy that worked for Warner Brothers. Oh, you, as soon as you hear his voice, you'll know who I'm talking about. What will I get that pretty cat for Christmas? What can I get to really please my friend? I offered money and funny. I even tried a book. No fool and he was drooling with that pretty cat look. Oh, what a time I have with Christmas shopping. Oh, what a time for Tweety Bird's white meat. I've offered white with fancy ties, but he just stares with hungry eyes. Oh, what will I get that booty cat for Christmas? Christmas comes around. I said, oh, putty, oh, putty, why won't you say the word? He said, oh, it's simple, just give me the bird. Oh, what a lot of trouble Christmas causes. Canary birds like me are out of luck. It's hard to find the gift you see when all he wants is me. Oh, what can I get that putty cat? Oh, what can I get that putty cat? Oh, what can I get that putty cat for twins? One of Walt Disney's favorite guys. One of Walt Disney's favorite guys. Mel Blanc. How could he not be? That was Mel Blanc doing Tweety's Twistmas Twubble. And I am told by my friends in Hollywood, where I lived happily for 14 years, 15 years, that Mel Blanc is not sped up. That that is his actual voice doing that live at the time. They haven't manipulated the tape. For instance, if you know Alvin and the Chipmunks and the so-called David Savelle behind that, well, his real name's Ross Bagdasarian, all three al all three albums, all three chipmunks are Ross Bagdasarian with his uh, voice sped up by tape manipulation, right? Okay. Well, Mel Blanc really is going, what am I going to get to go with Moth? Hey, that's not a bad imitation. Anyway, that's actually the guy doing his voice live. Uh, Blanc's best remembers work at Warner Brothers. He did Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat. My favorite, I say this from the bottom of my heart, Yosemite Sam. He also did the voice of Foghorn Leghorn, who I've been compared to. He did Marvin the Martian, who didn't have much of a voice. That's kind of a slippy one there. Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, Wally E. Coyote, the Tasmanian Devil. He did a lot of the other characters from the Looney Tunes and Mary Melody cartoon short films. He worked for Hanna-Barbera, but he was he was Barney Rubble in the Flintstones. Now, how about that 
for a, a brush with greatness, to be Barney Rubble in the Flintstones. He was also the voice of Woody Woodpecker in many of the Universal Pictures uh, cartoons. And he was earned the nickname, and justifiably so, of the man of a thousand voices. And when he died in 1989, I promise you, America wept. It was huge news. And of course, I was living in Hollywood, so it was incredible news there to lose a guy like that. A real slice of American history and American culture. The late, great Mel Blanc doing Tweety's Twistmas Twubble. Here's another guy that's dead. Take it away. Amazing talent that you were, Marvin Gaye. psychedelic M.O.R. That could be a new genre. Psychedelic M.O.R. Now I have no idea if Hendrix heard this before he wrote Purple Haze and I have no idea if Prince heard it before he wrote Purple Rain. I have no idea, but that's Purple Snowflakes from Marvin Gaye in the, way back in the 60s. Now, the, Marvin Gaye, a lot of people don't realize he wanted to be a crooner. He was as inspired by people like Mel Torme or, or Bing Crosby as he was the R&B singers. In fact, he started out actually as a gospel singer and a drummer who wanted to be a middle-of-the-road crooner. He never wanted to be a soul forward slash R&B kind of guy, man. But that's just Barry Gordy saw a niche in the market. Marvin Gaye was a good-looking guy, had a great voice, and came up with stuff like Purple Snowflakes, which I'm sure most of you have never heard of. It's kind of an offbeat Christmas record, but this is a Christmas show, so what are you going to do? This is Ross Nickerson. You guys know I love bluegrass. I couldn't get away without having one of my bluegrass guys and his band doing some picking. So let's the these bluegrass boys, Ross, you and the guys, take it away for Oh Come All Ye Faithful.
beautiful, beautiful. Supposedly written by one of the minstrels who entertained at the court of Henry V. Yes, Henry V. That's O Come All Ye Faithful, a wonderful instrumental version done by Bluegrass's own Ross Nickerson, recorded March 1st. Yes, I'm reading this. March 1st, 2003, at the Cavern Studios in Tucson, Arizona. I'll have to ask Dan Stewart of Green on Red if he knows where the Cavern Studios are in his hometown of Tucson. Ross Nickerson produced that. He played the banjo. Billy Parker played mandolin. I gave Billy that lesson before. No, I'm making that up. Ross Nickerson played banjo. Billy Parker played mandolin. Peter McLaughlin played guitar. The legendary Ron Rutowski played fiddle and Ed Friedland played the bass. You gotta love that. And speaking of things to love that are bluegrass, this year I found out that the late great American guitarist John Fahey wrote a book. I had no idea that this guy whose music I've loved for 30, no, 40 years, 42 years, 43 years. No idea that John Fahey wrote a book. He did one of my favorite. He's an acoustic guitar player. Doesn't sing, just plays acoustic guitar. He did on Warner Brothers in 1972 or three, he did an album called Of Rivers and Religion. It's one of my top 20 albums of all time, maybe top 10, Of Rivers and Religion. But his best-selling album, the late, great John Fahey's best-selling album, is one that uh, sells every Christmas. He was in a record store, and he got tired of being this sort of bluesy, American, folky guy that uh, did these marvelously moody instrumentals and albums, but that didn't really sell. So he noticed uh, in the record store, I think it was Christmas 68, something like that, the guy's putting out Bing Crosby albums. He says, I saw that album last year. And the guy said to Fahey, yeah, Bing Crosby has a Christmas album and it sells every Christmas. It sells by the bucket load every Christmas, the same album. And Fahey thought if I did an album like that, then it would sell every year. And uh, funny enough, that's exactly what it, he did. He put out this record called The New Possibility, John Fahey's guitar solo, Solai Christmas album. In fact, he did a follow-up to it called Christmas with John Fahey, volume two, about 10 years later. But uh, Christmas Fantasy, uh, excuse me, Christmas with John Fahey, uh, volume one is called The New Possibility. It's just a terrific record. It's supposedly has sold well over 100,000 copies to this day. And I'm sure it's sold more than that, quite frankly. I've heard rumors that it's sold three or 400,000. It's Fahey's most popular album, yet he says, listening back to it, it's the album where his guitar playing is the weakest. Now, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, none of you would know that. I don't really think that's true. He's just a terrific player. This is Fahey doing a solo acoustic thing called Joy to the world. must correct myself. That album came, first came out in 1968. Uh, John Fahey's Christmas album. Uh, they're, both, they're both really great. That's his version, of course, of Joy to the World. Now, this year, the craziest thing happened. I'm a fan of John Fahey. I've got something like two-thirds of his pretty extensive catalog, meaning I own a lot of his records. 
I found out just in passing and reading something else. He wrote an autobiography and it came out after his death. He casually mentioned to a couple of Uber fans that he'd been writing and it needed to come out one day. The poor guy passes away. In fact, there's a beautiful, I saw on BBC Four, the arts channel on cable TV, there was a beautiful documentary on John Fahey. I cannot remember its name. I'm remiss in not knowing that to mention it right here on the air, but there you are. I'm sure you could find John Fahey DVD or John Fahey documentary. And uh, I didn't know he had a book. And the book was called How Bluegrass Music Destroyed My Life. Or rather, the book is called How Bluegrass Music Destroyed My Life. And from the title alone, I had to read it. And it is a wonderful, entertaining, harrowing, bleak, up and down roller coaster ride of a biography. But I mentioned it a third time How Bluegrass Music Destroyed My Life by John Fahey. No longer with us. And as I look at this list of who we've played today, Marvin Gaye no longer with us, Mel Blanc no longer with us. Uh, everybody in the long run is here, thank God. Uh, Dennis Wilson, I had a public service announcement from. He's no longer here, of course. Miles Davis no longer with us. Louis Armstrong no longer with us. This next and final artist of the evening is no longer with us. This is the great Bill Keith, arguably the greatest banjo player that ever lived. Some might say Tony Trishka. Some might say Earl Scruggs. You know, it's a matter of taste, I suppose. But certainly Bill Keith, William, born William Bradford Keith. Uh, would be up there. He was with Bill Monroe for about a year and change. He recorded four immortal songs with Bill. Check out his version of Devil's Dream with Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Voice. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on uh, Spotify. It'll be on all those things. Anyway, this is the, a guy that died this year, Bill Keith, the, the great banjo player doing Old Lang Syne. Everybody. I want to thank my wonderful engineer, Kevin Stokes of Souther Still Band. That's Kevin Stokes of the Souther Still Band. He engineered tonight. I want to thank Sonia. I want to thank everybody at Local 47 in Hollywood at the American Federation of Musicians. I want to thank our friends listening abroad in the military on the Armed Forces Network. I know you guys tune in at AFN. That means a lot to me. Stay safe, all of you. Get home. Get home soon.
The Long Riders, my band, have a box set out January 22nd, 2016. And the Long Riders will be doing some gigs in late April, early May through Europe and in late summer in the United States of America. I'll be doing some solo shows, The Cold Porters, my bluegrass band acoustic band are taking a little time off now but we'll pick it back up in summer and in september we're doing a tour of the uk that's kind of what i'm up to what are you guys up to to you and yours and your family whatever your religious affiliation or perhaps you check the box none of the above whatever have a wonderful holiday season merry christmas to those that use that phrase happy hanukkah to use that phrase whatever phrase you use i want you and your family to have a wonderful holiday season have a wonderful new year and i hope the new year is a prosperous one for everybody out there i hope to see you on the road at one of my gigs coming up you can hear the ending theme music coming in right now all the best to each and every one of you i hope 2015 was good and hope 2016 is better for us all god bless you and bye-bye